a dig in the hole in the wall. In the morning, all the damn clubs are closed. I went to this place, y'all. I didn't want anyone to know. I walked into the room, had my nose in the air. It's seven in the morning, and I'm still in there. Let's go, baby. Well, you ready? Yeah, yeah, I got my notes too. Oh, you got notes? Ugh, I get nervous when you have notes. I gotta keep up with what Nita says because she's gonna say a lot of slick shit. So we gotta be ready. <laughs> what do you think? I'm just gonna say something slick. Jay is the one that actually, and you always devil's advocate. I'm the innocent bystander. Once again, like I said, here we are. Here we are. It's gonna it's gonna be interesting, bro. It's I, I know it's bullshit to me, but okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Boundaries Podcast, where facts are facts and opinions hurt people's feelings. As always, I'd like to remind you to rate, review us, and subscribe on the Apple iTunes podcast app, on Spotify, on Google Play, on SoundCloud, on Amazon Music. Um, If you just do No Boundaries in the Google search, I'm sure we're going to pop up number one or number two, unless the Fed's been watching. As always, it's just Jay. Nothing special this week. Swelly F. Nothing special about him. But there is something special about our guest. Back for the first time in six billion episodes. (laughs) Nita. (laughs) I think it was Nita B last time you was here. It's Nita. It's still Nita B. Okay. Still Nita B. Some things change. Some things stay the same. A little older, a little wiser. That's all. Hey, look. So I went to Dallas this weekend, and mm-hmm. um, I, I was under the impression that the uh, the mass, since we had the mass mandate lifted, it would be. Um, I still thought people would be a little scared and like still hesitant. When I say that shit was wild, like couldn't get into anywhere. I was like, and I just got to thinking. I was wondering how Houston was, but everybody told me that Houston it was raining real bad, but. I still feel like that probably didn't hold people back from getting out, but it's just wild to me how like they said, okay, mask off, and then people just wild out, and then I'm just sitting there thinking to myself like I'm still thinking like a year ago like what was really the difference outside of a vaccine, and I just wonder what like makes people so comfortable to go out, you know, just just by the fact that the government says hey. We don't, we don't, we don't want masks anymore. So you're free to get out. And I'm like, really? Like that's all it took. It was literally the government saying, you don't need to wear a mask anymore. So hey, we're open to 100. percent Y'all can do what y'all want. Like, I was really, I'm really, I'm, I'm seriously shocked at how easy that was to for people to just be motivated to get out again, based on the fact that nothing has really changed. I don't know. That's just. That's just. It's just. That's just my head. That's just. That's where I was thinking. I, I really thought Dallas was gonna be a lot more chill. How was? How was Houston? Well, I wasn't out. I was home and working. But 
I don't know why you were shocked because Houston has been open. Like, I mean, they said it was supposed to be 70% open or 75, 50, whatever, but places have been packed. They just make you wear a mask and then take it off once you sit down. Not wear a mask, have it off unless you eat. Clubs have been fully open. People have been on my Instagram in sections posting like it's not a pandemic. And I ain't gonna lie, like, I ain't been out, you know. I like a good Sunday fun day, but I do feel like more more people, just like they've been posting them being out, they've been posting the vaccine. So I think that has a lot more people like comfortable. Last year at this time, it was brand new because I just made a year working from home. So it was brand new. People were passing away. It was the, I guess, the initial scare of it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So now... People like, look, it's been a year. A lot of people got cabin fever if they were really quarantining. So if they telling them like, oh, you know, now we're going to raise it. Some people really don't look at it as, look, we got a terrible governor. Other people like, well, if they're saying it's okay, it's probably okay now, which I've been going out anyway. Or I see people out all the time because the same people that were complaining about people being out are out now. Or they started going out later on because... They saw nothing was happening. So it was kind of like, I mean, now they like, I might as well. Which mainly, the mask mandate, I feel like it's just hurting. Older people are high risk, like period. Not like able-bodied, I guess, people who don't really have underlying health issues. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like that's why people are more, it's been around for a while now. People watching how life is going on. Like, the best way to describe it, most people... Like these other countries that's back up and running, they shut completely down. The U.S. never shut completely down. It was grocery stores open, food to go. Places was packed with people waiting to get their food to go. So what was the point of that? <laughs> like, especially Texas, it was just handled terribly. But if you halfway handle it like that, like the U.S. just basically learned to adapt to living with masks on and had to tell people how to wash their hands, grown-ass people. So <laughs> so what made, what made you and me and you go get out so early? Like, I mean, like you said, me and like you and I, I mean, we pretty much been out. So, and you say that people had cabin fever, but I guess that's, that's the part I'm shocked about. It's like you and I, and even Jay, I mean, we were five months ago, six months ago, like we realized, well, it is what it is. And then all of a sudden, once again, it's. Mm, well, for me, I personally, I felt like I, I still never got it to this day. If I did, I didn't have the symptoms because when I got tested, I never had it. But I will say, um, then, you know, I did have that fear, like I had a cold or something, or it could have been COVID, but when I got tested, I didn't have it. But I never had like how some people are like, I was on my deathbed. I had all the symptoms. I can't say that. And when I got tested, it said negative. But for instance, my birthday in June, we went to Golden Nuggets. That was right when they first started like opening up Texas again. And Louisiana was like, still open and so we went but they didn't even have masks on in Louisiana like at the Golden Nugget it was like masks was off we had masks on and stuff and I felt like if I take the proper precautions as long as I quarantine before going to see my mama like anybody older like stuff like that I'm okay I didn't go see my friends babies and stuff unless I quarantined beforehand like I took the proper precautions because I knew that I was out here or if I go out I'd be like oh let me stay home for a little bit I stay home for a little bit and then I go out again I wear a mask until I get where I'm sitting at but I started noticing that doesn't really make sense if I'm breathing in the same air in this building 
it's not really making a difference. Like, unless I kept my mask on the whole time. Like, so I think I just made it a point to be like, look, if I catch it, I catch it. But I made it a point not to expose others to it in that sense. Like, at work, well, I got two jobs. But at my second job, I wear a mask and stuff like for that. Sure, for sure, personal. Around my, yeah, I'm around my friends and them all the time. So just like we were saying, if one person got it, I'm sure all of us didn't add it. Like, so it was like, because even when people were quarantined and they were at each other's houses and stuff, like nobody really sat the fuck down. Like, I want to say, I know a few people that was like, I've been home. I, but even them people got tired and was like, I'm going out. Like young people... It was only until a certain point where everybody started going out. So it was like you were talking about people, but then you started doing you started doing it. So it's like the US, like we said, just learned to live with coronavirus. That was that was the shocking part for me. Yeah, not that was really the, like I really felt like yeah. people talk so much shit about people going out. When I saw all those people get out, I'm like, but y'all was just talking shit about those people like three weeks ago. So exactly. I thought the same people that had been getting out would be the ones getting out. And I was like, okay, this shit doubled in a couple of days. Like, that was wild to me. But yeah, mm-hmm. you, you're you're right. I mean, he pretty much been wilding. Yeah, everybody was cutting corners where they could. Like, when it came to going out, like, you may not be going to the club, but you going by your people house and there's more than 10 people there. Like, or you going by somebody's house for the holidays and stuff. I feel like those who stayed home were those with, like, underlying issues health problems, or they caught it and then was like, I'm sitting down like that. Like, it scared them that bad. But most people were out. Like, that's just the honest thing. Nobody I know sat down the whole time. And that's just being honest. Uh, You you shocked me when you said um, the Golden Nugget was open, because if you watch the news, you would swear like, just from Lake Charles to New Orleans, wherever, you would swear Louisiana was like the epicenter and actually everything was shut down. Like, I never knew Louisiana was even 25% open in June. I didn't know that. I, I know for a long time they were saying, like, New Orleans was a quote-unquote hot zone. Yeah, all of it was closed for a while. But, like, I think it opened back up, like, in May or, like, like right before that. Because it closed again, if I'm not mistaken. But oh, okay. It was open, like, wide open when I went. and it But I went, like, on a Tuesday. So it wasn't like crazy packed. It was like, we just kind of went on a random Tuesday, but I'm sure that weekend it was busy as hell. Okay. Okay. Uh, so you know, New Orleans, the mayor had that shut down. They just opened back up. They've been in phase one for the longest. Okay. So New Orleans like Charlotte. Okay. Okay. Sure. Charlotte. Are, they, are y'all in phase one still, Jay? Uh, yeah. We still on child's lock. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> No, Bro, no. I'm telling you, like, it's been, like, maybe three weeks ago, they was like, all right, y'all don't have a curfew anymore. Damn. And, like, yeah, we had a 10 o'clock curfew for a long time. No, it's you, like, you know, it's like, hey, we shutting down everything at 10 o'clock. No food, no drink service. Just just not saying you got to go home, but they saying you can't go anywhere else, so you might as well go home. So we just got that cleared up. I mean, we... I want to say thirty percent capacity, maybe. But like, mm-hmm. like, like now, I'm pretty much programmed to, 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 to bring food home. Like, I'll if I go out to eat, like it's, 
Okay, well, no, I, I'm, I'm starting to think. Uh, some of the places I go, I do see there's more traffic picking up and everything. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, but it's still just, it's still, it still feels odd. It still doesn't feel normal. Yeah. Now, can you, can you... I would say, I look at places differently now. Like, if I'm in line or something and somebody walks, I'm like, girl, back up. Like, I felt like that before, but, but now it's like, girl, you don't see that stick on that phone? Like, like that type of stuff. Or if I'm like looking at a menu or something somewhere, like getting food to go, for instance, and I'm staying about somebody, I'm gonna move over a little bit. Like, it's like certain things now, it's, it used to be like a personal reason. Now it's like, girl, you know why you shouldn't be this close to me? You know what I mean? It went from why you breathing on my neck to no, really, why are you breathing on yes, my neck? Back up, bitch. <laughs> but I, 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 like like Nita said, you know, and uh, well, you said this before. We basically were telling people, hey, you need to wash your hands now. And here we go, a full year later. I don't. I never got a cold. I've, the, mo- the most I've, the most quote unquote sick I've gotten is I've had a, a bad headache, or I've and, had and that, I've had some allergies, but I, I haven't gotten out, sick. I got you, and I had to point out to people that was because that didn't mean that you weren't doing the right thing. That's just because we were around so many dirty people yep. that had just started getting their shit together. So I'm not gonna sit here and say masks don't work and all that, but all I'm saying is people that weren't on their hygiene, they weren't on their shit. They they're the ones that pretty much had to step their game up to make us safer because they were low key the dirty ones. That's kind of how I saw it. I, like I'm really shocked that. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Finish. I I was getting my thoughts together. Go ahead. Okay, I'm, I'm just saying like I really feel like with the um with the mass promotion of wearing masks and people having to wash their hands and this new era of germaphobes it made it better for everybody else because I really think there were a lot of people out there slacking. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. I've never in my life met a black woman that was not on some, I'm not sitting at that table is dirty or I'm not, I'm not eating that food. You know, and I, I'm just being honest. Like, like most black people I know, like they be on that shit. Like they like, mm-hmm. they, and so I, I really, and I'm not making this a race thing, but the, the fact of the matter is I know most of the people I was around for a long time stayed on top of their shit. But there were certain, like certain coworkers in the office environment <laughs> that I just know that they were they were nasty. And like I, I, I told Jay this all the time. I used to be in the office, and and my next, I'm gonna let you speak, but but I just really feel like the <laughs> office environment is just so disgusting. And office people are some of the most disgusting people on the planet. Yeah, like, I'd rather be around warehouse workers, like straight absolutely. up. And the higher up, the more trifling they are. To me, sound seem like like they just so. First of all, let me just go back to what you were talking about with that certain um, demographic um, of a type of coworker that you have. Uh, you always pass their food up at the potluck because you always. know. Always. Um, mm, and, and then they got cats and stuff, and it's like. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. You already know. I'm not in. I know you probably y'all kiss y'all animals in the mouth. I seen y'all. No way. I don't trust it. No way. I don't trust nothing you cook. You don't look like you cook nothing that I want. First of all, so no. Secondly, I've seen you at work not wash your hands. So why would I trust you in something that I'm consuming? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But no, I I found it. 
it really shocked me, like you said, that people had to had to be told to wash their hands, but also they had to be taught how to properly wash their hands and for how long for it to be effective hand washing. Sesame Street taught me that when I was like four or five before that. So the fact that grown ass people had to have signs in the bathrooms to say, hey, don't forget to wash your hands and make sure that you lather yourself. <laughs> 20 to 30 <laughs> seconds at least. Are you serious? You wasn't lathering yourself. <laughs> Man. It was crazy to me. And what I will say, certain things with the pandemic that I actually like, I feel like food places and stuff, like you said, I feel like they should have been doing all this. Like, why are y'all just now disinfecting? They should be forever. Yes. I'm down with that. Why yeah, are y'all just I'm now? Every every hour, people are cleaning up. And so they should have been doing this because yes. you got patrons visiting all day, in and out. It's different people bringing in different germs, especially if it's a place with kids. We know they carry the most germs. Y'all wasn't cleaning up and disinfecting? Hmm. They was cutting corners. I mean, that's what, and that's, that's the that's the sucky thing about capitalism at times, and that's why I know like people are become anti-capitalist because of the greed. And when a person mm-hmm. figures out how to cut corners, they realize, hey, like, you know, if if I could just get more people making food and have one person cleaning up, like, nah, man, really, it, moving forward, y'all probably have to have just as many people cleaning up as y'all making mm-hmm. food, because it's like. Chick-fil-A is one of those places where a lot of people like to go to, and I don't know if you've ever been to Chick-fil-A at lunchtime. That's one place that attracts a lot of kids. Yes. And I think they're loving the fact that most places, Chick-fil-A is not opening the inside because they know that that was a part of the business that got pretty disgusting. Mm. And, like, they don't have to worry about nasty kids in the playpen. Like, I get it. You know, it, it sucks for kids, but at the same time, it's like, like hey... When it's talking, when you talk about making money, like if, if you're literally telling me I gotta shut down because my place might get people sick, I mean it kind of it is what it is. Like I'm gonna do whatever it takes to stay open, and that's that's it really made sense. But when you talk about the kids and stuff with Chick Fil A, that reminded me of this video I saw of this white woman getting arrested at the park because it was some little town, but you know, but like at the beginning of quarantine, parks were closed, like people. They told them sure. to be inside, and then they started going outside to the park. So they was like, the parks are closed. And so the lady and, like, some other ladies was like, our kids are here. They're playing. Like, we're tired of being in the house. And the man was like, I understand that, but the park is closed. Like, you're trespassing. And so she kept saying, I, I don't care. I'm tired of being in the house. And then finally she was like, if you're going to arrest me, go ahead, arrest me. And she put her hands behind her back, and he arrested her. And then they like, no, he's arresting her. It was like, girl, you told him to. You thought he wasn't because you was a white woman. You got your kids playing on this jungle gym, spreading germs. That's why we're in this mess right now. And I'm like, when I think about it, I don't even know if McDonald's still have the jungle gym little things and stuff like that. Some of them still have it. But Some I don't of them, yeah, not all of them. But the way kids used to have just stuff from their nose and coughing and just 
why do you think that anything should be open with kids just like that? Like, come on up. I, I understood like like K through four being shut down, but I no, I would even say K through six. But I felt like around seventh, eighth, ninth grade, those kids kind of have a little more sense uh, because the, the, you would I'm just I'm being optimistic um, to <laughs> to wash their hands and not walk around with snotty snotty noses. But the reality is, these kids are like their parents. So if their parents are nasty, the kids are probably going to be nasty too. I mean, it's just. All all around, it's just a, it's a sucky situation. And like I said, it's a, we we've it's a new generation of germaphobes, and for the most part, it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, do y'all know anybody that like kind of go ahead? It, it also goes to show how certain demographic handles quote unquote oppression. Mm-hmm. Because if you most 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 black people you know, and I would say two a generation or two above us fell right in line. My grandparents weren't going outside. My mom got on, you know, a mask and, and and she she in Walmart. She got a glove and stuff on. Like mm-hmm. they fall right in line. You tell you tell that certain demographic, hey, put your mask on. You know, don't go outside unless you have to. And they just have a conniption because they're not used to being told what to do. Mm-hmm. There's definitely pros and cons to that, and you know how I fall on that. How I fall on that spectrum. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm straight up like. It, it, whatever, whenever you're gonna rebel, whenever you're gonna resist, you make sure that you have the facts. That's it. And, and before you fall in line, make sure you know who you're falling in line with. Because mm-hmm. I mean, we, I mean, at the end of the day, there's a time and a place to fall in line. And um, I just, I just hate the fact that, like you said, it really made us look like spoiled brats. And media made it seem like it was only America, but trust me, there's there's protests going from from France. Germany, all kind of places, but it does come from a place of entitlement. And when people feel entitled to this certain level of free, because we all know we're not that free. Like we know we're not. None of us were shocked at the level of freedom that could be snatched from us. Like we could, like 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 you said, you don't know why I was shocked that you know because Houston been open, but mm-hmm. the reality is it's not really a shock. It's really me trying to cling on to that optimism and then realizing mm-hmm. like, nah, bro, it, it it ain't that. And like you said, it's it's a, it is definitely a certain demographic that that really didn't handle it well. And when they when they were trying to show why they were resisting, it almost looked like pouting, and it didn't come off right. All I'm saying is like, if you're gonna resist, if you're gonna rebel, do it in a uh, almost in a professional manner because that's important. Because you can't be out here talking about, oh, I just want to get my hair cut. That's a bad look. Like that's you, approach the argument better than that. Like, hey. I'm trying to support my friend's uh, barbershop. Like, I really feel like if I can't support my friend's barbershop, it's going to be a problem. Like, if you come at it like that, you... <laughs> Did he freeze? Yes. Oh, That's okay. pretty much... Rose and this came back to my that's pretty much we was like <laughs> oh that sucks I was hoping that didn't happen this episode but it I is what it is and then he said something and I was like oh I'm not frozen God. I, sw- I swear this happens on every zoom call I've ever, I'm ever on at work how y'all feel about the zoom calls at work like as far as that that whole shift to working from home 
I don't give a cut my camera on, and I don't care if everybody else came on. Because <laughs> guess what? I literally was on a call today with a coworker, and his was on, and mine was off. It was just us two, and I had <laughs> Jesus. I don't not. I do not care. I will get in a group. I will get it with higher ups and everything. Everybody can. First of all, I'm in the bed laying down. <laughs> probably got on my bonnet. I'm not trying to be seen by y'all. I I have never been one to get up, put on something to look decent at the top of a Zoom call. My camera is off. It don't get that good. I have not had. I've been working from home for a year, and I have never had my camera on for a meeting. Damn, yeah. I had my I had my camera on one time. time. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, it was one time. I had it on one time. We did the holiday happy hour. I had on the tracksuit. I had my hat on backwards, and I had some spiced rum and eggnog turning up. Oh, so you had (laughs) it on for a party? Yeah, that that's the only time I've ever had it on. That's not that's a party. You wasn't on a, a meeting where they like, hey, we got this deadline. Get on a Zoom call. That camera off, ain't it? Look, I'm going to keep it a bean with you. Most days, I don't even put on pants. <laughs> I'm just having these covers calls with whoever, <laughs> and I have on nobody's pants. So y'all, y'all can't go back to the office then. Y'all don't see y'all sales. I'm going to need a nap time if I go back to the office. Man, <laughs> up to the office. I went met up with a coworker. Um, like one day, we was going over like some new stuff. Or whatever, because I work in, you know, school system. So we met up before a deadline. We were kind of just getting acquainted with some new procedures or whatever. It was like 10 to like 3 o'clock. When I tell y'all I was so tired getting home, I was like, and I worked 12 minutes from my job. I was like, I mean, from my house. I was like, I am so tired. How was I doing 8 to 5 o'clock? Like, I, it takes so much out of me now. Like, you know, I got a clock in at 8 o'clock. I roll over at 7.57. Nothing Damn. else. I got to open my eyes for my face ID. That's about it. Oh, my. And then yeah, I'm working. Not, you're not going to make it. You're going to have to stay at home forever. Yeah. There's I'm no way going to. But even then, I feel like when we start going back to work, it's going to be like three people come three times a week. Two other people come twice a week. It's depending on what you're doing, what's your busiest time of the year. It's not going to be everybody in the office because they had an outbreak at our school with some athletes like during the summer, and then everything was shut down again. It was like nobody back on campus. Like, like oh they, like they were up there like during the week doing workouts or something like that, and then weekend came, must have went out or something, and then when they came back. Like, two people were sick, like, a few days later. Like, they came back, and by that Wednesday, two people were sick. By that Friday, we got an email saying, hey, nobody on campus. That contact tracing. So, what what are y'all's companies telling y'all about the vaccine and getting the vaccine? Uh, they're offering it at my, um, at my school, but it's like a, right now, it's depending on if you're, considered like essential on campus yet or something like that type of thing or if you know an essential employee or something like that so are they saying you have to get it oh no 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 they just said like we're offering it but it's like a waitlist process my coworker was telling me about it but she said it wasn't that long because you know she got hers her first one anyway Mm -hmm. I just I listen I'm waiting a little bit on my vaccine, I'm trying to see if y'all gonna start getting whiskers or another arm or something. 
don't know. I'm oh, waiting. wow. I'm waiting to see. Wow. I don't want to be in the first batch. I'll be in like the third batch of people that I get. Feel like that, I feel like that level of skepticism is necessary. I'm shocked that people aren't a little more skeptical. I see the skepticism, but you know, I see so many people jumping at getting it. It's just, it's just like, wow, like I'm not scared at all. Well, my thing is some people, like my best friend is a nurse. I have other friends that's teachers and stuff. So I completely, if I was like that, I would have definitely got one. Like a lot of people got it like in the last couple of weeks. I would have been one of the first ones, but because I'm still from home and I'm not like essential, you know, in face to face with people and stuff like that. I was like, let me wait a little bit. So I kind of been talking to people and seeing how they felt. Some people I know got the second one. Most people are saying their first one was fine. They just had some soreness with their arms. A lot of people saying the second one is like they got sick after that. And it's like bad. Some people say they were fine the whole time. It's it's just like anything. It's different with everybody. But I know more people that said after the second one, like they, they felt bad one of the days. You know, like uh, I also saw one of my friends on Twitter. She was like her second one. She was like, I, it almost took me out. I'm going to be honest with y'all. And I think she's a nurse, too. So she's like, of course, she's getting it. But she was like, I'm giving an honest review of it for those who, you know, are looking to do their research and get it. This could potentially happen. And I was like, damn, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I I just told Jay about that this morning. Like, yes, somebody I know that's like been sick for the last two days. And um, at the end of the day, me and Jay have been talking about it on this podcast for a while now. I mean, the only way to be immune from something is like to basically – it has to it has to enter your body so you can build yeah. the immunity to it. So in a sense, these people are just going through the the COVID phase. Mm-hmm. In a sense, it's funny. It's funny to me how when I'm reading about it, people are like, "Yeah, I had like flu like symptoms." No, you had COVID like symptoms. You can't like, well, you can't interchange it. Like, no, it's they still had the flu season. It's still like that was the thing. They still had the normal stuff that was going on on top of COVID. Like that's why it's like people still had allergy season or it's it's approaching. Definitely. Like, it Definitely. Like, so it was like some people had some stuff, but I mean some symptoms, but it it wasn't COVID. It was other things that people have, but you're so paranoid and in your head, like, oh man, I had like COVID symptoms, but people had to understand they were still your normal seasons, like six seasons. That's sickness is going to happen. Yeah. But yeah. I've never had the flu and I've never had a flu shot. I've, I've never had it. So when people tell me about it, they like, if they say in COVID is worse than the flu, I'm definitely getting that COVID shot. So it's like, I get it. But like me, I've never had a flu shot and I've never had the flu. Knock on wood because there, there it is. But I mean, I just want the co- I want the vaccine. I just didn't want to be the first one to get it. I wanted to kind of wait a little bit, kind of see how other people react to it, you know, their bodies and stuff like that, and do my research because I just didn't know a lot about it. I just know I saw Johnson and Johnson is making one, and I don't even trust them with my powder. So you think I trust them with my vaccine? Hell no. I'm, I'm glad she does her own research. I, there's I don't have much to say. Like that's that's. That's all I need somebody to say. Like, if you know what you're dealing with and you're willing to take the risk, that's perfectly fine. For some people that don't know about Johnson & Johnson's history, like, y'all wild. Like, Johnson & Johnson is, 
they on some bullshit. No. Like they the last people you like, wanted to I'm commission to do this. Straight up. And, and, I, and, and I'm not. Go ahead. Mm-mm. I just want to say the baby lotion smells good, but it ain't the best one. Okay, let's get into that. <laughs> they products ain't that good. They just been around. All right, been around, been around. <laughs> Throw been that. Around. Out there. But they powder with giving people cancer. So, um, what? And you giving me my vaccine? But also, uh, what I was going to add is that they were saying the vaccine, like now it's become like like a hierarchy of who gets what vaccine. Now it's like certain vaccines like Johnson & Johnson, it's frowned upon, but that's in most of the lower income areas. That's the one that's available. Whereas the ones that are considered better, I don't, I don't really know the other names of them, but like that's something I was looking at on Twitter. I was looking at an um, article about it. It like came across my timeline. I was like, I didn't know that. I thought it was like one, and then it's like one weekend. It was like, oh, you know, the new vaccines dropped. Yeah, yeah. Like there's, three of them. There, there's, there's four. There's one that just got banned in pretty much everywhere. Uh, AstraZeneca got banned in Italy, Germany, because uh, that had the highest death rate. What? Uh, <laughs> so America was already on top of that. They didn't allow that here. Then you have uh, Moderna and Pfizer, which were the first two. And then Johnson & Johnson has the lowest success rate. But in, since you don't have to refrigerate it and it's only one shot, people are more likely to get that one. Oh. But once again, to me, uh, like you're saying, like people know how I feel about vaccines. But once again, I respect the fact that you're willing to say, hey, I got to see what happened first. Like I say, man, people, will, people won't get the first iPhone, the first batch of a new iPhone. And because they want to see, hey, I don't want that first batch because mm-hmm. I know it's going to be glitches with it. It's going to be issues with it. They'll wait. You know, I'll wait a couple of months and I'll get that one. When you're dealing with a vaccine, you want to make sure that it's been tested properly. You want to make sure that they take all the kinks out of it. And, you know, I feel like that's just common sense. But as of right now, Johnson & Johnson is the newest one. I don't know if that's um, the one that's in lower income communities or whatever, but I, I have heard that. And that's kind of that's kind of messed up. Yeah. Go ahead, Jay. To me, the thing is, like like Nita said, you got to do your own research. And when I was talking to my grandma about it, she's one of them old, stubborn black women. She just turned, she turned 80. Um, she turned 80 yesterday. Shout out to my grandma. But, um, I, I was telling her she need to go get her vaccine. And she's like, oh, well, I'm going to wait until I can go get the one shot. You know, because I just want to go get, get it the one time. But I talked to my other grandparents and they was like, no, you know, we made we made the, the trip to get them both. And I'm telling her, you know, because I know she hasn't done any research. She's just watched the news. So I'm telling her, I was like, hey, stay away from that Johnson and Johnson shot. And, you know, we like need to say with the with the baby powder and everything. And look, if you 300 months old and you walking around smelling like baby lotion, a vaccine is the last thing you worried about. <laughs> But that's neither here nor there. But I also think about this. I have a I have the chickenpox vaccine or, you know, the measles vaccine, you know, get those when you were young, whatever, what have you. I don't have a card that I carry around saying I have those vaccines. Why is that something necessary with this COVID vaccine? That you have this card that you carry around saying that you have this vaccine. I don't understand that. Mm-hmm. How come? I'm, how, come how come you just not sending this to my doctor and they putting this in my file? 
Yeah, it gets deep, man. That's that's when you get that's when you get a lot of conspiracy theories running around and people start going crazy on the interwebs. But I mean, for my son, like they had we, we had immunis, immunization cards in school. Mm-hmm. So I mean, in order to get into schools, you know, you kind of kept track of that. But once again, he froze again. Yeah, once again, he froze. Um, I don't. <laughs> Man, you was going in that time. That, is, that really sucks. God. Now, you know what's so funny? I was sitting there and like you're talking, Jay, and like Nita's just sitting there. And I'm like, I know Nita's not that still. And I couldn't tell <laughs> if she was like just really focused on what you were saying. But I was like, looking and I saw Jay eyes blink and I said, he froze again, then you came back. <laughs> Full <laughs> throttle in the conversation. Gotta love this style of podcasting but like i was saying like we we had immunization cards in school i kind of understood that because of it's a public school environment uh, i guess but yeah man if we're if we don't have to carry around cards if you have if you're hiv infected or you're walking around with herpes or some shit like that i don't get why why covid would be that drastic (laughs) yeah man but we are you kids have to have a a flu shot for school? I know it was like a tuberculosis shot, right? No, not a nope. flu shot. Not Never. a flu shot. You do have okay, you do have to have TB though. The TB. Yeah, shot. I knew that. And, uh, meningitis, TB. I think they get a um. They, they, they get they, Hep they, C now. Like, I remember we got Hep C back in when I was. Yeah, we like, used to get Hep. Yeah, they, they get that. that. That's pretty much like a lot of that shit is before nine years old, and then they get yeah. a couple of them like in middle school, and then like one more in high school. Mm. Um, I've never been an anti-vaxxer. I just always felt like at the end of the day, I mean, I noticed that a generation of kids didn't have chicken, didn't get chicken pox. They didn't get measles. Yeah. So I couldn't really, I couldn't knock the science. It's what, 20 years now? Like, I, I got it. I'm not really, I wasn't, I've never really been worried about that. I feel like for the most part, if you allow them to test a vaccine long enough, you should be fine. But I'm not just trying to get shot up with all kinds of shit. It doesn't make any sense. Um, but um, I think I think we we bashed that topic over the head. I remember before the show started, I was asking you um, if there was anything that you liked or disliked about things going on, anything trending right now. That I mean, I see everybody's like laughing about the stimulus checks. So I'm just gonna go ahead and ask you: if you were to get the fourteen hundred dollars stimmy, like what are you doing? What's your I'm money? I'm being crab legs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting crab legs. That's the first thing I'm getting. Walking in a turkey leg hut and telling them load me up. I'm lying. I don't really like crab legs like that. <laughs> Listen, I I know it's hard to believe because people. Look, first of all, nobody was really eating crab legs like that a few years ago. Okay, <sighs> let's just throw that out there. Y'all was not tearing down on crab legs every season. You know what it was in Houston? Crawfish. Crawfish for sure. Yeah, it's crawfish. I don't like, and I know y'all gonna be like, but you do all that work for crawfish. I don't like the work that goes into crab legs because you gotta use tools and people be like, I be breaking them with my teeth. And I don't wanna do all that. I could peel crawfish real quick, break it off, it's good to go. But I'm also a New Orleans girl, so. Well, that makes for sure, for sure. But a lot of people, sense. I mean, a lot of people I know like tear down on crab legs, but I, like growing up, I can't say. Other than like crabs that we had in crawfish balls, I didn't really like see people just eating like king crabs. Like I, I didn't see that often. Where are you from, Willie? Chicago, um, Nigerian background. 
So yeah, really? see, yeah, seafood's just not my thing ever anyway. I don't know you were Nigerian. I'm Nigerian too. Oh yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that. People I mean, don't I think I'm lying. No, I don't think you're lying. I, I mean, I just saw your last name, which I'm not gonna say it now, but your last name's not Nigerian, is it? No, that's uh Creole. That's okay. I, I thought that's what it looked. That's why I was like, man, that 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 was interesting. I didn't I didn't expect. No, that. that's huge. People didn't. People I went to school with didn't find out that I was Nigerian until college. But yeah, my daddy side. But how do you how do you feel about that? Uh, how do you feel about that? Um, how do I say it? Because it really took off like in 2011, 2012, the whole, the, the Nigerian stereotype and just everything that comes with it and just how it's kind of embraced now. Like, Does that affect you in any way? Well, here's the thing, okay? Like, some of it is true, a lot of it is not, if that makes sense. Like, For sure. The whole, the whole scammer thing, some of it's true, okay? Some of it is not. You damn, damn like, right. So... <laughs> The whole Nigerian spent a whole bunch of money and they do like sugar daddy stuff. Some of it is true. Some of it is not. Like 100%. A lot of it, some of it is true, but it's like elaborated. It's you know, it's it's like they kinda add on to it to make it seem like more I guess attractive to like a woman. Most Nigerians I met out here, a lot of them are flashy and stuff like that. But I mean I love them all. I've I've had fun. I've been in a Nigeria wedding. I've been I have a lot of friends that's Nigerian. So if anything, it helped me get more in touch with my culture because I grew up straight in New Orleans. I didn't grow up Nigerian. Like oh. my, my daddy side. So I grew up as a New Orleans girl. And then like, you know, I knew I was Nigerian, of course, and my daddy used to go home, bring me back clothes and stuff like that. I used to talk to my grandparents. I mean, I used to talk to my family on his side and stuff like that. But it wasn't until I got to college where I got like involved and I started meeting a lot of Nigerian people from Southwest, Houston, Texas. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Houston, Texas. And you know, it just was like, that's how I learned more. And then I met my uncle in like 2017. But that was like when I really learned a lot because my dad passed away but that was when I really learned a lot about my culture because I just didn't grow up like that so I grew an appreciation for it but I didn't grow up knowing you know what I know now so when people talk about it I get defensive now because I actually know what I'm talking about whereas before I couldn't really speak up on something that I didn't know a lot about I, now when you used to talk about New Orleans I'm ready to fight okay quick how long have you been out here since Katrina, 2005. For real? Oh, damn. Okay. Okay. Damn. I finished high school in Houston. Oh, okay. I, you know, we know you through Chris. Well, I know you through Chris. Yeah, college. College. But yeah, okay. I, uh, junior year and senior year, I graduated in Houston. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Interesting. How was that experience coming, that transition? I mean, was that, did that still, you got PTSD from that? So it was it was a culture shock. I'm going to say that because Houston and New Orleans, especially at the time, was so different. Like our music was sped up. Y'all music was slowed down. Mm -hmm. um, I remember going to school and then coming home the first day and like because I went to school with a bunch of my cousins. So we talking about, um, you know, how was it? Like, how was the first day of school? We was like, ain't none of the boys cute. Everybody got these ugly haircuts. Um, everybody dressed like Mike Jones. 
Um, and they got like tall tees on. They talk crazy. I didn't know what y'all was saying at first. And then, of course, you know, like I went to, I had boy cousins and girl cousins. So the girls like my boy cousins, the guys like the girls, like us. So they was like, y'all talk different, y'all act different. You know, like everything about us, like the girls was going to school in heels and makeup. We wasn't doing all that in New Orleans. We was like wearing uniforms to school. So I was like, oh, we get to wear regular clothes now? Oh, we, like, it became like, I never felt like it was my school. I felt like I was visiting somewhere because it was so different. I was like, oh, this school is so nice. And then I was at Willow Ridge. So I was like, Oh, this is oh, nice. Wow. Like, oh, this is so nice. Cool. I was like, well, what is it? <laughs> the school But I went to private school in New Orleans. So I I had like a, I went to public school like up until ninth grade. So ninth and 10th grade, I went to private school. And then I came out here and finished school. In, in 11th grade, I went to three different schools. Jeez. Oh, man. Yeah. So you, but you, that means that you've, you've gotten to see Houston, like transition into what it is today. Yeah. Which is very different. How how do you think it got to this point where it is today? I feel like, cause I, I left for four years and I went to college. That's why I met Chris, of course. And then I felt like when I came back, that's when I really, cause I was in denial about life in Houston for a long time. I was like, (laughs) Yes, I like it was I used to want to go home all the time, you know. And then after I graduated and I came back, like I grew a certain appreciation for it because like what I what I used to like about Houston was they had so many different places that you could go for different things. Like now if you going out it's one big spot, like on that certain day. Or mm-hmm. like it's um like on Sunday, you might got three spots that you would want to go to. Mm-hmm. When I first came back, like 2012, it was like you could go here, you could go there. That was when it was Scotts, it was Aztecas, it was like all these places as far as like going out type thing. And it was like certain people went here, certain kind of people went there. And so you knew if you was going to certain places, the crowds that you were gonna see now, it's like everybody is kind of just blended in in these one little spots. Like it's different. And I feel like before, everybody used to be out just to have a good time. Now, people just trying to stunt, for the most part. Like, <laughs> but this is the age of sections, you know? So, it's the time of, like, everybody got to stunt. Like, people not even really out to have a good time. They got to take a picture for Instagram, and you would have thought that they did, but they stood around the whole time. Like, it's, and if you having a good time, that's kind of frowned upon now, because, like, what you're doing? And, like, I'm just dancing. I'm having a good time. I'm doing what normal people are supposed to do in a social yeah. setting. Houston has become kind of bougie now, though. Like, in a that's, lot of ways. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what I got from Dallas. Like, Dallas was like, when I was out there, like, they were having a good time. Like, there were people carried out because they were having such a good time. So, oh, like, yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> so although Dallas is slower than us, in a sense, they, they don't... Um, I feel like when I was out there, like the vibe was just a, to- it was just totally different. Like they're not super stuck up about what you're wearing to get in. Uh-huh. Um, they're not on there. The, there was sections going on, but really people out there, what they didn't mind standing up. Like it was for, to be three, 300 miles away. Like you would think that it would still be a little similar, but like Dallas is it's low key night and day. And Dallas people love Houston, which was like when, when, when I'm talking to people, like, Oh man, you from Houston. Oh man, we got to come out there in a couple of weeks. And I'm like, 
man, Houston is starting to come become like Atlanta and Miami. And it was like, it's like, yeah, you can come out here. You, it's, it's plenty of things to do, but it's like, it is real uptight out here. And but at the end of the day, like when you when you go other places and you realize how much they love Houston, you kind of appreciate it a little bit more. But yeah. I mean, but for you though, I mean, come on, like New Orleans though, like New Orleans has been the spot for years now. Like so, okay. I imagine like nothing compares. Is that where you just went a couple of weeks ago? I'm I'm actually going this Friday. That's why I was like, uh. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Just to go, I, I mean, obviously. Go. I got um my brother's baby shower this weekend. But I, um, when was the last time I went? I think, like, Christmas. I went for Christmas, and I'm, I'm did I go again? I can't remember. But um, New Orleans is, I guess the best way to explain it is, you know, New Orleans is small. So mm-hmm. when you talk about us out here, we got reverse happy hour. Happy hour. You got brunch. Some places still do bottomless mimosas. You got, you know, like you got all these things. They got the after hours if you want that. They got like all these types of things. Of course, in New Orleans, you could go to Bourbon Street, get drunk. I personally don't ever go to Bourbon Street because it's too touristy. I haven't been there in years. Um, Anybody I know from New Orleans doesn't go to Bourbon Street. Not at all. Not at all. And I didn't go. I went like when I was 18, because, you know, that's, like, not a rite of passage, but, like, when you could go out by yourself on Bourbon Street, like, it's not, like, the age requirement out there. You know, like, you could get into certain certain bars and stuff like that. But it's, like, now I'm not trying to be around all these people sloppy drunk, falling out. It's, like, the food and stuff ain't good. I'm not going in a, a bar that I like. I don't want a hand grenade. I like it's not for me. It's it's not for somebody who grew up there. And some people I know, after they didn't win once or twice, they like, okay, yeah, we ain't got to do that again. Like, cause once you've seen it, you've seen it. And if you've seen it doing Mardi Gras, like prime Mardi Gras, you you've seen enough. But yeah, yeah. what I'll say is, it used to be really fun doing like Essence Fest and stuff like that. But back to what you were saying, with New Orleans, it's like. With it being so small, when something is going on, that's what's going on. Unless it's your family throwing a party, because my family love to throw a party for something. Like, it'd be like people's families throwing a birthday party or something like that. Like, they'll throw a party at a hall or, like, a St. Sunday type thing. And it'd be, like, a, a real thing. Like, liquor, food, all that. But as far as, like, going out, out, it'll be one main thing. If it's Essence Weekend... Essence is what you like. Essence events is what you're doing. If it's Mardi Gras time, Mardi Gras things is what you're doing. If it's like Larry Murrow throwing something, it's his party. That's the main event. Here, it could be something going on at this club. You got this during brunch time. You could go there. If you don't want to do that, that's going on. You could go do something else. If you don't want to go to address, you could go to Seaside. Like you have options. But in New Orleans, when nothing is going on, nothing is going on. It's not, you could go on Sunday to Seaside, even if it's not like MLK weekend and still have a good time. It's not like that. So So, it's like. So kind of like when when they have All-Star in Houston, it's like, oh, we got a celebrity game over here in Third Ward. But in Midtown, they doing this. (laughs) And then over here, they got this going on. And then. Out in Sugarland, they got this going on. Exactly. 
But in New Orleans, it's like, like they would have day parties and stuff doing Essence weekend and stuff like that, but not like just a random weekend. It's just you could pull up at um, what's the spot they got down there, like Metro or something. I don't even know if that's still open, but you know what I'm saying? Like they have like different spots. Like when I used to go home, different spots used to be open. It used to be different clubs and stuff that you could go to. But a lot of those places didn't close. So now it's like certain little spots that somebody throwing something at a specific spot people go to. But oftentimes I could see most of the people I know, they'll be talking about one event. Like that one event is what everybody's talking about. That's what most people are going to go because that's the main thing that weekend. So, so if people go to New Orleans and they want to avoid the touristy scene, where do they go? I mean, and I'm not even going to say be safe for me because if you want to go somewhere, you, you're willing to get in there. So where, where are they supposed to go? I mean, most people be in the hole in the wall. The hole in the walls in New Orleans is really where it's at. That's the, that's the winner right there. You could go to any of them and get a setup and sit in the corner and have a blast. Like It's like, I will say, it's like, they they do have newer bars and stuff down there. I don't really go like out out when I go down there because I go to see family. But if you go to like, um, like if you because most of the time the hole in the walls is playing like music you want to hear, especially us being like thirty plus now. You're not trying to be in no packed club, you know. Like you want something that's kind of chill, strong drinks. You could sit down somewhere, especially me, if I got heels on or something. I want somewhere where I could sit down. And now, listen, one time I did have a 60-year-old trying to talk to me. But, you know, that was a small that comes, price that comes to pay. The territory, yeah. That was a small price to pay to have a good time. So, I mean, it was cool. And the thing was, he said, how old are you? I said, how old are you? And he was like, just 60. Just. <laughs> like 60. Yeah, just 60. Okay. But you that's. That's something I noticed when I was in D.C. too. I was in D.C. for a couple of weeks. And D.C.'s real, like, of course, D.C.'s small. But, like, we went to this party. It was like a brownstone that they turned into, like, a three-level party. And, you know, it was a lot of, you know, people in their early 30s on up to, you know, your 50s and 60s. Drinks were strong. The music was good. And there was plenty of room. And we had a good ass time in there because you know you what you didn't have to bump into people. They necessarily what they necessarily wasn't playing the latest music because you know I mean yeah 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 I fuck with little baby I fuck with little baby and, and stuff like that. But then you know give me some of this this nineties R and B some nineties um, hip hop you know some something that you know was like oh that's my jam I remember listening to to um, Candy Rain you know this this and this you know. And so it, that's what I enjoy about a hole in the wall. And yeah. they really don't jump in Houston like that. And see, the hole in the walls in Houston is really hole in the walls. You you might get stuck in one because somebody might start shooting over there. In New Orleans, it'd be like family-style hole in the walls. Like, more so like, like this old lady owned it. She been owning it. My mama and went there. My, my older cousins went there. Now I go there. Like they they've been around for generations. So it's not like out here certain spots they hold in the walls, but they still kind of trendy. It's still like a club. Like you know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I I prefer like now. Don't get me wrong. I I like a good little spot where I could. What do you say? 
What was that? What was that? <laughs> he just discussed it now. I'm talking to you because you said something and then we didn't hear you anymore. Because oh I, I knew that I knew something was going to happen. I was like, let me wait. Because I, 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 I just knew. I was like, I know something's going to happen. I know this connection is going to piss me off. And then it just cut. And we was I, knew, I knew it did. I knew it did. I'm glad I stopped. Look. <laughs> It was, it's some it's something interesting that you said when you were talking about how Houston how Houston gets down. Like a lot of people sleep on the fact that I, I don't want to use the I'm, I'm gonna use the word friendly because I have to. But some of the nicest friendliest people I've ever met were in New Orleans versus Houston people. Absolutely. Houston people are mean as fuck and they're Absolutely. rude. And I'm telling you, when you go to New Orleans, like when you actually like go to New Orleans and like. Go to like a spot to go get like some some real food, and you're not on bourbon. Like those people are nice, and like Absolutely. for you to say that the hole in the walls are safer in New Orleans versus Houston, that's hey. all I need to hear. That's <laughs> all I need. To hear. Like people don't get that. People don't understand that. Like, I'm telling you, man, it's it's insane. Something you talk about when I moved to Houston, like the first time. So judge me not. I went to Sharpstown, right, and so. We in the mall. <laughs> Plaza de Americas, you mean? Because <laughs> you know everybody was going. And so we go to the mall or whatever. And, like, I'm not saying that, like, New Orleans is the friendliest. Like, like they not the friendliest, especially not young people. Like, because, you know, anywhere you go, like, especially, like, teenagers, you got attitudes because it's Tuesday. Like, whatever. So we in the mall or whatever. And I just felt like, Everybody I looked at, you know, like in New Orleans, I'd be in the mall. If I'm just looking and we connect eyes, I'm going to just like hit you with a little smile because we just looked at each other. I, I swear to God, I was walking. I looked at this girl. She was like, like, bitch, what the fuck are you looking at? I was like, oh, I'm, I'm We just was looking at each other. I didn't have no attitude, which we just happened to look at each other's eyes. So I'm like, okay. That happened. I was like, oh, she had a little attitude. And then, lo and behold, time going by, if I'm in the grocery store or something, I look at people, I'll just naturally be like a little smirk, like, hey, sorry. You know, because we just happen to look at each other. Every single time, I got an ugly look. Like, eh, unless it was a dude, then, you know, they, mm, it's not that. (laughs) But I noticed it was like, and I have a friend from college, shout out Shaquita. Um, we became friends because when we would be walking by each other, like she stayed in phase four, I stayed in phase four. So sometimes, like I guess one of my classes let out, she had to go to class. So we'd be passing each other and we both would smile. She was one of the first people I ever would just smile at and she smiled back. And then finally one time I was just walking by, we smiled, I said, What you doing? You want to go get some meat? Like we was there like on a weekend. And we became friends like that because she was like Come to find out her family from Opelousas. And she was like, I, was, oh, wow. I knew that was some Louisiana in you. Because she was like, girl, people don't be smiling back at me. <laughs> like, we laugh about that to this day. Because that's how we became friends, just walking by each other and smiling. Because people don't do that here. In New Orleans, we could be standing on the porch by my grandma's house tomorrow. It could be the most hood of hood looking people, meanest of mean looking people. It don't even matter. If they're walking by, they're going to say, how y'all doing? Hello. People in Houston will walk right by you. Don't say nothing. If I'm in the store or if I'm waiting on food and wing stop or something, if you're in New Orleans, people say, 
hey, how y'all doing? And then walk up to the counter. Out here. Just in the way. Silence. I came in here for one thing. It's not that Southern hospitality here at all. I hope you Houston people are hearing this. <laughs> it's I'm not, glad it's not coming from me. Like, and they said that they wild like, to that's too friendly for me. What's wrong with being friendly? What is wrong with it? <laughs> what do people have? How come nice isn't your friendly? default? Yes. Why is mean your default? Why do you want to be considered mean? Now, don't get me wrong. I don't like no friendly man. Okay, I don't want. <laughs> don't be. But he ain't gotta walk around being plexed up all day. Yeah, you ain't gotta walk around with a with a what's I said mean mug, you know. But you ain't gotta walk around just showing everybody your teeth, you know. You just kind of need a little healthy balance. That's all I'm saying. If somebody smile at you, it don't cost you nothing to smile back. Why you gotta lift your lip up? Frown at me. I, I'm still not over that. And I was like 16 when I came here. I was like, why is everybody so upset? What is going on? And it's crazy that New Orleans is friendly like that because they fight for anything. <laughs> but mostly family, though, probably. They they are very friendly, but also will fight at the drop of a dime. It don't even matter. And I know a lot of people out here like that, too. But I... I I always found it funny that like it's so southern hospitality. Like our mamas and everybody are nice like that, but it's just when it when it come to fighting, that's why New Orleans and Houston was fighting like that. That was a mess for a few years. That shit was wild. That shit was wild. It was like Michigan. Jay, you were not here, huh? At the when like two thousand five, two thousand six, you were not here. Where are you from? Uh, Huntsville. Mm, okay. Whoa. Dang. Whoa. <laughs> I, was, I was about to say something. Didn't have anything to say. That's what Sam Houston is, right? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, he's a Bearcat. Oh, you went to... Is that Sam Houston? Yes, ma'am. Spring of 2010. Oh, oh okay. That's cute for you. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. Wow. You know, that's one of the only schools I did not, like, go on a road trip to. I went to SFA. Used to go to UT. Used to go to um, McNeese. I used to always go to McNeese. I heard McNeese where it's at. McNeese used to be fun. Like, back in the day, it was really, really fun. Because, I mean, it was right there. It was like, especially from Lamar, it was like, mm -mm. Like forty five. What, what about University? What about University Lafayette? I had friends that went there, but I never went there. Oh, okay. I heard that. I heard that was kind of. I heard that was a spot too. Yeah, they used but to party out there for sure. For sure. Lamar yeah. was like a real party school. So when I came back to Houston, and I like would meet people, especially people that went to like U of H and stuff, they didn't party like Lamar party or like PV party. I felt mm -hmm. like in the city, they had other stuff to do. We didn't have nothing to do but drink. So, if you was in a small town, you learn how to party different. That's why I mean, I, I'm shocked to this day that Beaumont is is Beaumont is actually I heard is pretty dangerous too, and I didn't know that growing oh, yeah, up. Yeah, it is. It very much so is. You ever met somebody from Beaumont? Yeah, but he was cool. I mean, I think about it, we basically called him Beaumont, but he was cool. <laughs> I mean, but he he let us I, know like. I got some. We get down up there. Uh, they, 
they a certain breed. Love them down. Shout out Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> now, Beaumont was fun though, but they were um they they do have a lot of crown there. Especially now, I heard it's it's worsened since like I left Lamar. It's gotten real bad from what I heard. What is it called? The Golden Triangle. Yeah, yeah, like Port Arthur. It's Port Arthur, um, Boma, and I forgot what the last one is. Is it orange? Yes, orange. It's orange for real? Mm-hmm. I thought orange was racist. There's a lot of black people from orange. Vider isn't far, but it's a lot of black people from orange. Yeah, I, got a, I got a couple friends from orange. Vider is, is racist. Most of that over there is racist. You got Nederland, Vider, <laughs> Silsby. Silsby, yeah. Um, Orange. But Orange got Jasper. a lot of black people there. Is Jasper over there? When I, when I went to school in Livingston. When I, when I went to school in Livingston, um, I played football when I was in the seventh grade. And we would play Lumberton, Jasper, Silsby. Yes. Lumberton. All three of them racist as, as fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My uncle would tell me stories about when he was in school and, and they would go play Jasper and there would be signs on the side of the road that say niggers don't let dark catch you. What? But see, I didn't find out about any of these places until I went to Lamar and I started meeting people who was from these little towns because I never knew... I saw the sign for Orange, like, coming from Louisiana, but I never had, like, known anybody from these tiny towns. So, and they, I wouldn't say tiny, but they're small, you know, in comparison to, like, Houston, New Orleans, that type of thing. And so when I started finding out, like, how racist Southeast Texas was, and then we stopped in Vida one time, I said, oh, no, on accident. My mama stopped there. I was like, girl... And never stopped I was like, again. Sleep. I was asleep. We woke up. I, I woke up. We went into the gas station. My brother was trying to give the lady a dollar bill for like some Skittles or something. And she was like, put it on the counter. We was like, oh, my. We were like, where are we? And my mama was like, get in the car. Get in the car. We was like, what? Come to find out. The lady kept saying Vader. And we was like, what? It was Vader, Texas. I promise you, when I'm when I'm driving back and forth between Charlotte and and um and Houston, I'll stop and I'll fill up in Lake Charles. Uh huh. That that's the I'm getting gas in Lake Charles, and then Lake Charles got to take me all the way to to at least Sour Lake. Uh huh. At, at least something. 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 <laughs> but you can pass. You got to pass all that. Yeah, all of that. I'm riding fumes, bro. Uh huh. I'll do it and try to get to Baytown, play with me. I'll be like, <laughs> try to stop at Bucky's. <laughs> try to keep going. I'll be like, my car good on gas. I'm going to just make it on through. I know, I know my car. I know my car. I know my car. You're on the side of the road, waiting on Triple H. <laughs> Hell no. Man, that's crazy, man. But, uh, so you uh you you mentioned uh your dad passing uh yes. in that um so you were you were raised in a a dual parent both your parents were there they both your both your parents raised you so no so oh. my dad was around but him and my mom weren't together 
Okay, okay, okay. Sorry. So okay. I, but he was in the same. He passed away like my first year of college, but he had had kidney problems. He was on dialysis and stuff like that. So when he passed, I was in Houston, but he had went back to New Orleans. Like you know, like this was 2007. So a lot of people like transplants from New Orleans to Houston were going back at this time, even though the city wasn't a hundred percent, you know, it's still not ever going to be like it was before that, but a lot of family members and everybody had kind of like started going back and everything. And so he was living back down there when he passed, but he also, like I said, he had had kidney problems for the majority of my life. So it wasn't like he passed from something that we weren't aware of. If that makes gotcha. sense. Cause he had gotcha. been sick. But, um, yeah, like that, that's one thing I wish I had learned more about my Nigerian culture before he passed, because mm. now that I'm out here and it's the thing now, it's, it's popular now and I know more now, but I could only tell people so much about myself because it kind of set yeah. a certain point. So other than what I've learned or like with Nigerian friends that I have and things that we've discussed or like research I've done because my grandparents passed away. You know, like that's a sobering thing to realize when you get older. But like, as far as like you're getting older, other people are passing, your people that raised you or people that you knew to be your grandparents and stuff like that. My children are never going to meet them because like the time frame that I had to go home, I didn't do it because I could have went to Africa, but I was really young. You know, I didn't understand <laughs> the importance of it at that time. And my mama wasn't going, so I wasn't going, if that makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. I, have, I brought him up to ask, like, so when you're, you know, as far as the dating scene goes now, and as far as, you know, your dealings with men, um, were you, do you look for aspects of your dad in men these days, or you don't even, it's a waste of time? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> So dating, I feel, it's not necessarily looking for certain traits. You know, like most women, you want a provider. You want somebody who, you know, you do want a man that has leader type qualities, who can lead a household. You know, you see that type of future when you mm-hmm. somebody who can actually teach you something and things like that. But what I say, I don't really have that that type of way of thinking how some girls are like, I want a man like my daddy. Like I watched how my daddy was with my mama. I want that. Like my parents been married for such and such years. I I can't really say I relate to that because that's not what I was brought up watching, you know? So when I think of characteristics, I do want somebody who is like able, like I said, to provide because that's most important because I can provide for myself, but you, gotta have that type of hustle with you but when you talk about dating in general i feel hey, t- time out time out hey time out my bad my bad I-, I forgot i was gonna ask this question um and this is a question really for both of y'all because i'm really confused on what dating is what is dating dating is dating okay i'm about to make it i'm about to make it make plenty sense okay Thanks. so when you talking, let, let's go through the stages, okay? You meet somebody, y'all start talking. Talking is texting, getting to know each other, trying to decide if you, you know, want to date, like seeing if y'all on the same page, if you got the same interests, like if it's work dating, right? Mm-hmm. So talking, talking is to- everything that's not in person. 
No, it can still be in person because you can start dating somebody and y'all still be talking. Like, if y'all dating and y'all still trying to, like, feel each other out because dates are to get to know people. You can date multiple people. I hate that people have this way of thinking. If this girl is dating multiple people, she a hoe or a girl, she on a... I can't believe she on another date. You're supposed to date around. First of all, men do it all the time. Let's not even get me started on why women can't do it because you can. Dating is y'all going out, getting to know each other, and... Sometimes it's something that might require him to come off some bread. Sometimes it's something small, like going to a park, a little picnic or something. Now, I'm not going on no walking date, okay? I'm not going on no workout date. I'm not doing it. I'm not a date. It's not sitting in a car talking. That's not a date, okay? It's chilling. Call it what it is. At home, just chilling. Okay. Yes, but talking, some people date and then they kind of, oftentimes, like, dating doesn't always lead to more. Sometimes it just leads to y'all just still talking. Like, maybe it didn't really, like, grow into anything because the interest may not be, like, at that level where either one of y'all wants to pursue a little bit more. But people could be like, oh, the conversation kind of cool because oftentimes people be bored. That's why they be talking to people. You're not really that nobody else this person is passing the time the conversation cool but do i like her like that do i like him like that no so they just be talking now dating most of the time when people be dating like multiple dates and like they getting closer and closer that's when you can tell they're getting serious and they about to really become like something exclusive and ultimately like in a relationship that's like the way that most people date like I'm dating, some people only date one person at a time to be like, I'm dating for love and marriage. Like, just calm down. Oftentimes when people start dating, I assume that people are talking to other people other than me, right? But with time, I'm going to stop talking to people if I'm interested in one person. Like, it's just, it's natural. You're going to fall off because you don't really like them like that. You like in this person. So you're going to fall off a little bit with some other people and just start focusing your attention on that one person. Now, that's where, I mean, it's a gamble because this could really work out and they could feel the same way and y'all could just zoom right on into like a relationship. Y'all dated, y'all done moved and progressed into that. Other times you like somebody, they playing, that person you don't even know, they liking somebody else. You really trying to get them to be more serious with you and they more interested in somebody else who probably interested in somebody else. So that's where the lines get crossed to me. I just feel like if you just date with not saying no expectations, but date as if, look, we dating. If something happens, something happens, but you putting pressure on dates. It's like every date is not meant to go somewhere. Talking is just talking. Y'all is just texting might be on the phone sometimes if you just constantly talking to somebody he not out he's not asking you out or like if it's just hey what you doing what you doing what you doing all day y'all literally just talking if it ain't never any type of effort to see you to anything more with you than just texting and stuff y'all actually pen pals if you want to be honest (laughs) okay Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. You about to come with something. 
<laughs> I wish Jay would come with something, but his his eyes getting heavy. Look, this this is my thing. No, I, I, was, I was waiting for that to be cleared up. I'm even more confused than when we started. How are you and, more confused, Jay? What no, do you think you think? I mean, one, I'm, I'm not going to disagree with anything you say, but at the same time, I'm going to say that everything you said is why the dating scene is the the pursuit to relationship, the pursuit to romantic relationships is, mm-hmm. is so hard because it is so confusing. It's like 30, 40 years ago, I don't think people dangled these options around. I agree with you. You could date multiple people, mm-hmm. but on here, we always talk about how too many options is dangerous. Like I don't think that we're in a in a uh, in a place anymore where people really work well with options. Like people overanalyze everything. So if you got three options, like it just makes things so much harder. So like there is really no rebuttal to what you said because I've I've heard those things before. I just I just it's just sad to me because I really feel like there are really good people out there that are playing this game. And it's it's really hard to win because I don't think I know anybody. It's you know mostly women that really like this game, but they just gotten used to playing it, and they're just like whatever. Like it really sucks when you. And and options make you stagnant because you don't want to pick the wrong one. So therefore, you're just sitting in one place waiting to (laughs) see how it's going to pan out. You got to eventually roll those dice. Let me tell you, I couldn't wait to get this out. When you said it's confusing, what's not confusing is somebody being show about you, right? That's the whole thing. People are confused when, I mean, let's just call it what it is. Most people are scared to get hurt because at this age, they've been hurt before, right? So so you're trying to choose the right one. But it's also a lot of people who are waiting on somebody. Like you said, they're stagnant because you got these options and you don't really know. But oftentimes with women, you are in a place where you most women have been here or they're here right now. Like you've been dealing with somebody for a long time. And this is not me speaking on like where I'm at, but I've been here. You deal with somebody for a long time. You get to a certain point where you like, okay, what is this? You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's why most girls or women end up with a lot of men because you don't know where you stand. Nothing is confusing about a man letting you know where you stand with him, where y'all going, and then y'all go there. That's it. The thing is, oftentimes you get stuck with like the history of how long y'all been dating or what y'all have going on. Some people got kids involved now. You know, like stuff like that. Other times it's just, well, you know what? I really like him. This is this is who I like. And men are the same way. Y'all could really like somebody, or y'all get hurt when y'all in the twelfth grade and you stick with that until oh, you you've been hurt, <laughs> and now life just is not the same. You're just walking around hurting other people because hurt people hurt people, and it's kind of like get over it. Like nobody said that this relationship is gonna be who you marry. That's who you gonna end up with like I I think I touched on this before like it's just like if you gotta be years trying to figure out where you stand with somebody or chasing somebody for years to get out the friend zone like most men go through that like it's like why do you want somebody that clearly don't want you like that like it's that's like the thing like 
if you had started dating or talking to somebody else, you could be well on your way in life right now. And I'm not saying it like marriage is everybody's goal or kids, the white picket fence is everybody's goal. But if you want to be with somebody and have that type of companionship, you damn sure ain't getting it by that person you chasing or that person you've been waiting on for years to act right. Or it's just like, I honestly feel like we make it harder than it's supposed to be. It's not necessarily like a lot of people say, well, you know, sometimes people lay out ground rules because yeah, people do say, well, look, I ain't looking for this. That other person is looking for that. And then they get to a certain point where it's a crossroads. Like, well, you said you weren't looking for that, but you was doing X, Y, Z. But he said it. Like, he said it. You chose to go with what you wanted to do. Or she said it. You chose to do what you wanted to do. So it's like, I feel like if you just, if we just listen to people, or sometimes you gotta just look, I'm going into this, what happens, happens. If it work in my favor, cool. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But you ain't gonna never, like, build anything with anybody. If you just sitting up there like, well, you know, I got hurt in the 12th grade. Women ain't shit. Like, <laughs> or as a woman, the last dude I dealt with did X, Y, Z. You could really miss out on, like, who you're supposed to really be with. So it's like, I feel like if most people went into dating with a more open mind, like, look, this might work. It might not. And not just clung on to it because they felt like this is who they want. Like, you know, most women, this man looks good on paper. He's checking off everything that I want right now, especially older she's women. Been... She really is. That's why I, been... I don't have much to say. She's, I mean, I'm just saying. You're looking at both sides of the field. I mean, that's. Yeah, especially like that's... older women. Like, we checking off XYZ and Fair. stuff like that. And then you still got men who, like, older women are trying to sit down. What are you talking about? I don't know. Trash ass connection. <laughs> His freezes come at the best time. And watch you come back like that's all. <laughs> part part of me doesn't even want to edit this out. I just want to like just let it go and it's just it, it is just is what it is. <laughs> I said something? Yes. Dog, you was I said, watch he come back, and it's going to be like, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> I swear I don't even know what I said. I was like, wow, that's amazing. Damn, that black must have been bad. Oh, man. It was, it, was, it was sitting, and I said, is he frozen again? He was like, yeah. <sighs> I always look at him to see if he's moving, because I'm like, is it me? Am I frozen this time? I don't want to be wealthy. <laughs> Dang, I didn't even know I said I didn't Who's even next? say anything. That's crazy. Go, go, go. Who's next? Wow. But it, you know what's funny? Like it picks up everything we say though, right, Jay? Like that's that's what's wild. Wow, I, I won't I won't know until post. I won't know until post. Oh, okay. Now nah, yours was like because uh, usually <laughs> when it's me and Jay, that's I get that from Jay all the time. Like I, I just that's just wild to me. Like I, I'm not getting that. And like y'all, that's what's wild to me. Interesting. He's still good, so it's your connection. But that's what Jay thought, and it was Jay's connection. But I now I'm I'm like, hardwired in now, so I know it's not yeah. me. And I'm I ain't never went went blank yet, and I'm Wi-Fi, so it's it's you. Who your who your Wi-Fi? AT and T. Oh, all right. I can't say nothing. That's wrong. But no, nah, as long as it got everything you said, I'm 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 happy. Like I said, I mean, 
I mean, yeah, what, you, what you're saying is right. That's what it. That's, that's, all I'm saying is if people just had more, one, open communication and open minds, like with dating, like you just kind of got to just go in either fully invested in just kind of having a good time and seeing where it goes type thing, or you go into it like, hey, I met you, I'm trying to get to know you, you know, and y'all have that understanding, not jump into something too soon or not like, hey, I'm trying to see if he do this, 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 if she got X, Y, Z, because what I was going to get into is most women, we're getting older and there's still guys that's just still not serious. (laughs) You're just not there yet. And that's okay because me, I'm one of the only people I know with like a lot of my friends from college who doesn't have kids, not married. You know, I have friends that are single and stuff, but even in my family, I'm one of the only people around my age that doesn't have kids and nothing is wrong with that. Just like nothing is wrong with a man that's like that. But you know what I'm tired of? I'm tired of men who don't have kids thinking that that's a character trait because it's not. You get that? Yes. It's like I get that from women. Like on Twitter and stuff. Like men be like 32, no kids. Okay, nigga. <laughs> or I, thinking like, I, I I am niggas. <laughs> exactly. And look at you. And look look. The jokes right themselves. I didn't know that that was a thing. That's yes, or like certain certain black men think that and I'm I'm not discrediting I'm not discrediting anybody's accomplishments, but they think that because they maybe reached a certain level of education and don't have kids, and, like you're a rare find. Nigga, no, you're not. Like sit down, like relax. That does not just make me be like, oh, he got this degree and no kids. Let me talk to him. That's not like like people like. Like that's not a character trait. That like the thing is, people do stuff like say stuff like that. Like I'm this, that, and the third as far as like profession wise and stuff like that. You throw out these types of things at women, and then when you get certain women looking at you to do certain things, you like she a gold digger and this and that. Well, that's what you showed her. So what you thought she wanted? I respect that. That's what you sold on. You sold yeah, her. You sold on the money. No personality. Why, you, why you mad she asking about it? If that's it's what you sold on. I get that. With, I make such and such amount of money and I'm this and I ain't got no kids. So she like, oh, easy target. <laughs> what you mean? That makes sense. You have to, if you're marketing it, that means that you're trying to, you're offering it. That's, what, sense. You, it's like, that's what you want me to know about you. Yeah, yeah, that's and you have to look at that both sides too. I'm really shocked that you say men do that. I thought that was only a woman. I thought only women did. I that. didn't know I'm that young. women did that because men do it on most apps, like especially on Twitter. Girls be like posting like from the date naps or from um like just Instagram and stuff. They'll have it in their bios and stuff. Like 33, no kids, no ex wives, no like listing. Okay, that's now that's weird. I mean, yeah. on a on a dating app, you do want to know if somebody has kids or not. But yeah, like, I and your Instagram that. profile, your Twitter bio, nigga, we had to get these jokes off. This is what Twitter about. This is about these jokes. Care about I no literally one. was looking at a thread earlier, and it was a thread of this girl saying, "What's the wildest text messages like you've gotten from people you don't know, or like somebody you just started talking to, like stuff like that." And it was like one 
one of her tweets was like for men and then the next one on the thread was like women like asking both genders to post it niggas be wilding that's all i'm gonna say like twitter is wild twitter is my favorite app i will die on this hill it is jayno it's literally i've been on twitter for i'm I'm an og i've been on twitter since like 2008 like i like i just turned 12 not too long ago couple days I got and then I got a I got a new page but it's like I got on it like in college and it's just I have nowhere else where I could just talk like I like to talk I have nowhere else that I could just throw my thoughts out there if I get on Facebook one of my aunties gonna think I'm mad about something like I just you can't do it that you get on Instagram you posted too much to your story that's annoying like so Twitter is like the place for thoughts. I'm gonna post my pictures and stuff, but I'm a and it keeps current. Twitter has the most news in real time. Where else are you getting at? It'd be something I ain't know nothing about. How how else would I have known that Trey Songs was sharing spit with some girls? I don't know. Did I wanna know that? No. But I'm sharing it because if I found out, y'all need to know it too. Oh, that's Jay. <laughs> He's like, I had to see it, you gotta see it too. Basically, basically. <laughs> Like when they was um when they was breaking into the White House and stuff, it was on Twitter in real time. Like oh yeah, that was I know. crazy. All that with Ferguson, Black Lives Matter, all that was real time on Twitter. I never forget stuff like that because how else would I have known when Facebook got it four months later? For <laughs> <laughs> real talk, real talk. I, I, I routinely I routinely deactivate my Facebook account because ain't shit there. My I be on Facebook looking at memories of me being drunk in college. <laughs> Facebook is like old post of me using the number three in the place of E and typing <sighs> big letter, small letter. It's really embarrassing. But that's why I keep Facebook to see how far I've come. Growth, huh? Growth. That's good. That's good. With Twitter doesn't change. I'm going to get on there. I'm going to talk. You could be talking about Twitter. The beauty of Twitter is you could be talking about something serious one minute. The next minute, you're literally joking. Where else on what other app could Yahoo make a mistake instead of saying bigger, say nigger navy and people just take it and run with it? I was <laughs> And make joke on top of joke on top of joke on top of joke. Funny. That's when that's when I found out black people held that app on their back. I was, uh, I couldn't go to sleep. I was laughing so hard that night. I mean, every tweet, every single tweet on my timeline was funny. I was just favored in everything because that's how funny it was. That's when I was like, I'm never deleting this because why are y'all so stupid? Any little thing, it be something so serious and they take it. Like the last thing, um, the last big one that had me crying laughing was, um, the girl didn't even say superpowers. She said black people will unlock their true genes or something. Somebody took that and said black people were getting superpowers like December. On December 22nd. You were supposed to get them on no, my birthday. People took that and ran with it. Like, I remember, that. I remember so that. I saw people on Facebook like, where is that coming from? What's Y'all clearly don't have Twitter. That That is wild. Yeah. I, I, I do. I do think that... Um, Black Twitter pretty much made it to where certain entertainment is irrelevant now. Like you don't need certain entertainment because you have Black Twitter. You have Twitter. Like I know yeah. people that don't even 
unless if it's not a show or something trending on Black Twitter or Twitter, you're probably not checking it out because you don't really care. You just want to be a part of the water cooler conversation. So if, if it's trending and it's because I know a lot of people watch Coming to America too, really based on the fact that it was being talked about on Twitter. So like, okay, I got to see what they're talking about. So let me jump on here. Like mm-hmm. Black Twitter has literally held up movies. Like if it yes. wasn't for Black Twitter, that movie would have bombed. And that's I, crazy. And and all all the verses that stuff goes on, you have to have two devices because you want to yes. see the conversation on Twitter, uh-huh. and so you can tweet and watch it live. Especially Monica and Brandy, that was uh-huh. one of those ones where it's like, okay, I gotta watch it here, but I gotta get these tweets mm-hmm. on. And uh, like Black Twitter, like you can tell they influence like these big company accounts and stuff. Like they say stuff trying to relate to what we saying half the time not using the vernacular correctly at Let's all to that i could tell it's um joey uh behind there when you really need a jerome you need to get jerome on. to be in your and be in your social media marketing department <laughs> trying to use this this whole scenario and not using it right your cover is blown we got you or they try to fit in with what I mean, and that's black Twitter, that's hip hop, that's that's what's carrying everything right now. That's all the influence right there. Like, and when you look at all these um big corporations that are like tweet something, like you look at like the the food um the Wendy's. food chain. Yeah, like yeah, they tweets and stuff is like I actually think some of them got black people back there because Yeah, some of them do. Some of them do, yeah. You can, yeah. You can tell. Some, yeah, yeah, for sure. Wendy Wendy's is one of the ones where I was like, Oh, Wendy's be wilding. Like they don't give a damn. Like they know exactly what to say. They know exactly what to say. But then people just realize like I think some of these social media accounts is like, Hey, I'm gonna just be savage as fuck. If you're savage enough, it's gonna be funny. Uh-huh. So. With us, you got to think about it. Um, our culture, we just naturally have personality. You know, we have that kind of culture where, like we said, it, we've been laughing at our pain for a long time. So it, we can make anything funny. So it 100%. can be something that's dead serious. And somebody gets a crack in a joke and people be like, all right. And then the jokes start flying. Like, who started the stuff with the stimulus checks? Black people. Somebody said you had Victoria's Secret. Tell me. <laughs> what? What kind of joke? That's all Twitter. That's all I'm Twitter. Laughing. That's all Twitter. So, yes. And they don't get tired. And that's why, like, I I was a buying girl, but I do see more black people getting on TikTok now. I ain't, I don't want to see all that dancing. I, it's just not. <laughs> I'm not learning the eight counts to boom cats. It's just not happening. But I do see a lot of black people getting on TikTok and it's more vine-like, like they jokes and stuff, you know, like, and people like that or who you want to see, it's just people just being funny. They're not trying to be funny. They just, most black people have a natural type of personality about them. If you don't, you're boring, but most people have some type of personality where if you sit with your friends, he could say something. And you could like bounce off him with something, and then I could bounce off you with something, and the joke keep going because people just naturally funny like that. That's our culture. That's how Twitter is. Somebody say something, somebody else retweet it. That's more funny than the original tweet. Like, just, just think about when you were in high school, y'all sitting at the lunch table, and somebody say something funny, and everybody just get up and run. 
just because it was just that funny. That's what Twitter is. And white people are looking like, why why are they running? What what, what are they running from? Like when they, when we were saying child, like C-H-L-E, and they was like, what? Why are you saying chili? Why do do you want chili? What is chili? What is Chile? (laughs) Why do you Come on. That's literally what people were saying for the long, like they, it's like (laughs) the jokes just go right, right over. Jeez. Okay. Wow. Okay. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah. Damn. We went longer than I really expected. Um, that that's cool though. Like, you'll definitely have to come back on here. I hope I'm not fucking frozen again. No, um, you, we would have been like, oh, good. <sighs> yeah, yeah. See, yeah, y'all, y'all some Twitter niggas for sure. Y'all some Twitter. I'm niggas for Twitter sure. I ain't a Twitter. <laughs> I never became a Twitter honey. I made sure I was like, I I don't want that. I thought that was. I'm not a thirst trap kind of girl. The girls on Twitter that like post date thirst traps and stuff. I'm just. I've always been. To me, and not to toot my own horn, but I've always been naturally funny. So I would be saying stuff on Twitter and be serious, and people like, like crying, laughing. I'm like, no, nah, I didn't think that that was that funny, you know. But <laughs> hey, that like, you know, when you with your friends and stuff, you say stuff and they laugh, you know, you like, oh, okay. But on Twitter, I'll say something and I would actually be serious, or I'll be like kind of laughing when I post it or something. And then people just retweet, I'll be like, uh oh. Because if it started going viral, then it's like, I don't want this. Like, I got to delete it because then you can't see your, um, you can't see your uh, notifications and stuff like that. Or it just be somewhere I'd be like, nah, that wasn't even that funny. No, why y'all made me go viral for that? Like, <laughs> little stuff like that. But it's literally, I don't look at Twitter as like, oh, I want to follow this celebrity and this celebrity. I literally like just funny regular people because they're not trying to be. They talking about what I'm talking about, watching what I'm watching, and we cracking up together. It's like a friend that I don't know. Just more pen pals. Basically. More pen pals. But they hold you down for some reason. They hold you down. They don't support. If you say, hey, can y'all retweet my new business? People on Twitter going to be Retweeting you like crazy. Hey y'all, look out for such a ain't never met him a day in your life. My girl is doing such and such. Look out for and you like, I know that's right. I've, I've seen numerous times on Twitter where people will say, Hey, my dad just opened this business, you know, if yes. y'all in Houston, you know, slide through and, and Twitter will go sell them out. I always do that. Mm-hmm. If ever I see a little boy was selling hot dogs in DC or something, I retweet it, faved it commented and retweeted like because that's the little stuff that could actually help somebody i've seen twitter work and it costs you nothing yeah twitter gets things done whether it's something good or bad it'll get you fired i've seen people get fired in real time people say i know where you work at get me fired i won't see it by lunchtime they fired i've watched it (laughs) and followed the story twitter is ruthless but it's hilarious is that how the girl got got home from from uh, got home from Atlanta? Was that does that start on Twitter? Yes. Mm, from no the wonder. It was All Star, right? Yeah, All Star. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she. Damn, I, I don't know what the. So she did the GoFundMe through her Twitter account. Yeah, like she posted it, like the link. Oh, okay. I was wondering how that took off. I think she initially like tweeted she was stuck and then made a GoFundMe and people was like, "Oh my God, I hope you get home." Or the lady with the 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 lady with the the um 
the, the gorilla glue. The, the gorilla that glue. That was Twitter. I think she made an Instagram story first, and then she was updating like on a Twitter page and stuff. Which I wish we could talk about that earlier because I was about to go <laughs> on her grown ass for using that gorilla glue spray on her head. Talk about it's not moving, duh. <laughs> Oh man, she's naturally funny. She probably wasn't trying to be funny. I was actually very serious. Oh. I, I was very serious just now. I can't believe that lady did that. And then she got like twenty thousand dollars on her GoFundMe. And then the doctor that did it did it for free. So I'm like, get y'all money back. <laughs> <laughs> he was a Nigerian doctor, right? Uh-huh. He um yeah, that's what's up. He got his money back right before we get off the phone. I mean, get off this call. I have to ask, what do y'all think? I know y'all about to be like, hell no. What y'all think of all these uh, men going to that Salt Bay restaurant and getting that meat dropped in their mouth at the, <laughs> at the restaurant? Like Steve Harvey went, I saw this earlier, and he had like mouth open, tongue out, while the man was feeding him like a piece of steak. That's like what everybody been talking about on Twitter. And they've been like, some of the men been like, uh-uh, uh-uh. Like, so this girl was like, it, it must be exhausting to think that everything is a dick, right? But I was like, who knew so many men would go to a restaurant and flock to get some meat put in their mouths, right? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that that was a thing. That's very interesting like, oh yeah it's a thing it's well, a the thing. salt bay the salt bay dude who was dropping i remember him I, yeah, I remember him right now and people Again. have started going yes people have started going like black people and started going for some reason a lot now and posting <laughs> him and you know first i saw like some girls like opening him out and him like holding he hold it with something and like drop it in in the girl's mouth so people like oh my god her man gonna be mad you know like playing around like that but in just this weekend to now i've been seeing men one of them in particular was steve harvey he was standing up and the man like threw the little salt on the little steak and he lifted it like that and <laughs> dropped it in his mouth and people was like steve harvey is wilding but it's been a lot of men like going and getting these steak strips that he didn't cut and threw the little salt on. And he feeds it to them. And so people been like, I don't know, this is a bit much. He he just opened a, a, a restaurant in Dallas. I don't know if that's what you said because it kind of glitched a little bit. It is. He it's opened it in Dallas and Amari Cooper was there. And he was trying to get Amari Cooper to do it. And he's like, nah, I'm, nah, nah, I'm not, nah. And then somebody from a, another table came over and did it. That that dude King King Botch King whatever his name was that used to be on Vine he's like in movies and stuff now he was like flicking his tongue a mouth open wide for that meat. He's a comedian though. It was mm. exaggerated, but also everybody was like, "Oh, uh, okay." You you was but a little Steve too Harvey, excited. Steve Harvey's was um I was like Steve put your tongue down. And, it's not like hibachi where they flip the shrimp yeah, up. And yeah, yeah. It's, it's you got not it on like, like a knife. It's it, it's it's <laughs> very animalistic. If I if I gotta be real with you, it's like how you it's tease your dog for a treat. 
Yes, it's funny to me, but I just I didn't know if y'all were seeing them. I knew Wellie couldn't have seen it because he would have said it. <laughs> he would have brought it up. I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. I think I think when I I mean I see dudes that like don't even want dudes, you know, they be in sections, they don't even want bottles poured in their mouths by other dudes. And I mean, I kind of get that because of what it looks like. It literally looks like you skeeting off in a dude's mouth. And <laughs> I, I kind of get that. This so like Meg had the dudes driving the boat. She was like pouring in the people's mouths. Everybody was like, whoa. <laughs> the, uh, I don't see nothing. I mean, I, I kind of feel like <laughs> I kind of feel like like bottles and stuff is not that serious. Y'all were friends. Like if you taking a shot for somebody, what's the difference in doing that and them pouring it for you in a cup? Like y'all just pouring liquor. Now the food, it just, I don't know, it's because they tongue be out and everything. I find it hilarious. It's just like next level for me because I didn't expect this at all when I started looking at Twitter this week. And it's been... It's, a, it's definitely a flex, though. When it comes down to it, it's a flex. Like, those those celebrities are doing it like, nigga, I'm in here with Salt Bay. You know what I'm saying? I kind of feel like... He's a... Yes, you're right. So... I gotta see it because the way you're making it sound, it, it sounds suspect. But in, in 2021, like it's so many male celebrities that that teeter their line of being suspect to where it don't even matter no more. Like I think I seen Lil Yachty has he has rainbow rainbow toenails now. When you say suspect, no, yeah, I seen that. Oh, uh, what you say, Nita? I said when you say suspect, what do you mean? Okay, uh, <laughs> I'm not even gonna be politically correct. I just I feel like those dudes are basically letting you know, like, hey, I, I'm 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 with that lifestyle. Like, I get down. Like, orgies, men, women, it don't matter. I get down. Like, I I swing that way. And dudes like showing off their feminine side. I think that's like the cool thing to do now. Like, if you're too, because they you're do have polish and stuff on now. Polish. Said, a lot of rappers in them are like doing polish, like fingernail polish, uh, eyeliner and stuff I'm seeing. And it's different, I feel like, if you... I mean, but Young Thug did it first. Andre 3000 probably did it first. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, you're talking about... Oh. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Atlanta been different, though. That like I true. said, it's always, it's always a flex. It's always like I can do this and you can't. I'm on another mm-hmm. level, you I'm know. Stopped. So I feel like when they start, they start, they, they start pushing the envelope. And in order, when you're pushing the envelope, you're willing to do whatever you can to stun on the little guy. And I really feel like that's what it is. It's like, what you gonna yeah. say about Steve Harvey? He rich. But but when we to go back to like the fingernail polish and stuff, and like you were saying, suspect. Uh-huh. Um. I just feel like the only thing I don't like about it with rappers and them, like y'all were saying somebody had rainbow polish or something, toenails. Yeah, polish. rainbow toenails, yeah. Yeah, I feel like um, when they do stuff like that, if you are, stop fronting your music like, I'm fucking hoes. I'm, like, That's it, exactly, exactly. Be like Lil Nas, like you out. You know, like don't be like presenting one thing because you got an image to uphold. Like living your truth, if that's what it is. Not saying it like you got to be like, hey, so I'm coming out and I'm your guy. Like not like that, but like just just like y'all be lying about selling drugs and growing up in the trenches and stuff like that. Like just 
be honest. Like, you don't have to lie. That's the only thing that I don't agree with because nobody cares. It's like you said, it's 2021. Nobody gives a damn if somebody is gay. I don't know why nobody. it's news when people come out or whatever the case may be. There's no care about it. So if that's the case, you might as well live in your truth. But when you're on a DL, that'd be the bad part to me. And that's dangerous too. It's dangerous yes. to the women around you. Like the, yes. the ones that you're keeping it a secret from. And that's mm-hmm. been the case since the eighties. Like that shit is dangerous. But you know, in our community that they make it a thing. Like, it's not my business if somebody's gay. I don't care. It doesn't make a difference. But if you're trying to uphold a certain image, it's it's going to create a problem, I guess. I don't know. That's crazy. It was something. It was one more thing I wanted to touch on that came to me while we were talking, and I'm losing it. Because it was that with Solve that I saw online, and it was... um. Oh man, I think I forgot about it. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> but I didn't watch the Grammys, but I saw it on Twitter. And shout I out saw it on Twitter. Cool. Shout out to Megan Beyonce. I love that. Like the Grammys. I mean, granted, they were like he a nigga damn because they was just giving them to everybody. But I will say I like that it was black. The girl Cardi B. Meg, they was just shaking ass on the Grammys, doing splits, shaking ass on the Grammys. Like, go for it. Like, and they wasn't like toned down. Like, it was like, this is the music we make. We make it for these people. If y'all want us here, we gonna do what we would have did if it was for who our fan base is. And I like that they was there. I told this. I told this to Well earlier. I say, black black artists, they hate the Grammys. Until they win, yes. And then you, then they have a different perspective. Like everybody, fuck the Grammys. I don't care if I win a Grammy. This, this, or this. And then they win one, and then they all super excited about it. I was like, you can, you can go against the grain and want a Grammy. You can want that. That's fine. You know, just because you know, it don't matter. Yeah, you don't have to. If you, like, it's a huge accomplishment in your industry. It makes your price go up. So like I mean you can you can like but don't sit there and be like man fuck the Grammys you know if I got that trophy I'll piss on that trophy this or this and then you get the Grammy and you mm-hmm. taking selfies with it and you running around like it's the fucking Lombardi trophy like if you like being a you you like being a Grammy winner then be a Grammy winner there's no that's shame like, in that that's like actors saying they don't want Oscars yes you do you that's, do that's like because once you get that Oscar you got Oscar winner. Such and such before your name for anything Grammy winner make the stallion now. Your price okay. just went up. Ain't ain't no more nickel and diamond or however much you had because that price is is up and it's stuck for sure. I need but a quarter million a verse. What I noticed with a lot of new artists with the Grammys, if they like a lot of new artists don't want to take the time. And I, I love them. I love them down. Tiana Taylor, Ari Lennox, like that's two that's coming up like to my head right now. But like when they don't get nominated for stuff, they like, I'm not gonna sing no more. I'm not gonna like and it's like a tip of tantrum because you didn't get nominated, but on the other hand, it's like only person you hurting is your fans because a nomination shouldn't validate you for if you make a music or not. You should know that. Would it feel good for them to feel that way? Yeah, but this is white men. 
who damn sure ain't listening to your music. But majority of the of it, you know, that's old white men that are not listening to new R&B artists like that. Or, like, I think Ari Lennox lost the Soul Train Award, and she was upset. And I think she lost to Lizzo. She was like, I'm about to just stop making music because I felt like this was the one for me. You know how many award shows people are going to lose before they, like, win? Beyonce lost to fucking Taylor Swift. Like, everybody knew that was wrong. That's why Kanye snatched the mic. But you think she was like, oh, I'm not making music no more? Like, that be the thing with these young artists. Like, I just feel like they have a certain sense of entitlement. Like, they think, like, you should think I'm good, you know? But you also got to take a piece of humble pie sometimes and know you're not going to win everything. You're going to lose sometimes. And you could feel like it was your best work. But what you're supposed to do, go back into the lab, the studio, whatever, and pour your heart into something else. But that validation from winning that Soul Train Award, BET Award, because I don't say, oh, it was just a Soul Trainer. That means a lot to people. And it should, because that's somebody recognizing your work. All is fair. I completely understand. But the way that they are now, like, I can't believe I get ignored by them every time. Then that's them, but you got your record and sold how much? Didn't you go gold or platinum or something? Like, I just feel like that'd be a slap in the face to the fans because we actually like rocking with you and we liking your music. And because you told white men don't want to listen to you or they're not considering you in the running for these big award shows, you throw this tantrum and say, I'm not making music no more. Okay, girl. Yeah. Like like Lizzo's Lizzo's music was was all over. It was in movies. It was in commercials. Yeah. All this other. You damn near had to be a true hip hop head to really get into what Tiana Taylor had. Like yeah. you, you just don't stumble across that in your pop music category. Exactly. And that was Kanye beats. Like you know, like she had a lot of samples and stuff like that. And our album was really good, but to me, like to you, to like it's. Not the masses as far as like listening to stuff. And R and B gets snubbed anyway because they had like one year, I think the weekend won best R and B album. He doesn't even make R and B music, but that's <laughs> who's listening to it is considering that R and B. You get what I'm saying? So it's like I wish they just didn't put so much I guess emphasis, like you said, on the Grammys and then next minute when they lose or if they not nominated, it's oh we shouldn't support them. But if you won, you would. Mm. Collectively the value of a Grammy is definitely going down. It's been going down probably like for the last five years now. Absolutely. And hearing and hearing you say that it was like black. It, it it's wild to me that that always happens when it starts to transition to that yes. like like with college, once more black people started going to college, all of a sudden the value of a scholarship, uh, uh, value of a degree didn't matter anymore. Uh-huh. People were like, oh, screw college. But that's because a lot of minorities started pretty much taking over the college campuses. Mm-hmm. That's what's happening with a lot of these awards. And a lot of these artists are contributing to that. So they're sitting there saying, fuck the Grammys and all this shit. Now, collectively, Grammys are not meaning a whole lot. Like, people are not looking. Like, we know it means something. And we know to have that, you know, Grammy winner, Oscar winner means something. But the reality is we could look back in the last five, seven years and be like, damn, there are some Grammy winners. We don't hear from no more. Uh-huh. Or some even Oscar winners. We don't, we don't see anymore. And that's because we collectively, we really collectively destroyed award shows. 
Yeah. Pretty much. Can I say this? When you said that, so um, about the Oscars, I am actually excited to watch that because, yes, no, what is today? Tuesday? Sunday, I watched Judas and the Black Messiah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, so first of all, I like that they are now, you know, for years we had the same like black actors, like young black actors. Now it's like this new up and coming group of like young black actors that are really good. That movie mm-hmm. had like all of them in it. I was like, I did not know this. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it was about Fred Hampton, which was, you know, Black Panther Party and a good message as it was. But they nominated for a lot of Oscars. And I feel like they are majority well-deserved because it was actually a really good movie. So I was like, I feel like if... But also, I feel like now is the time that award shows are telling us we're aware, you know, um, Black people deserve their due. But then I see stuff like, this is the first year that two Black women are nominated or like black women, they're the first two women, two black women ever nominated for hair and makeup for a movie. That's strange. In 2021? <laughs> but they now it's all about inclusive inclusion and and giving us our flowers and you know, like that type of thing. But I'm like, it's 2021 and they're still the first black person or something. It's pretty sad. It's pretty exactly. Sad. And and that's what that's what I have to tell a certain demographic when they bring it up. Cause it's like, okay, y'all have 50 lump people that have done this. We're just getting our first ones out. So that's why it's a big deal. We got our first ones. Y'all got 40 what five white presidents? We got one. And they still mad about that. Yeah, so we we just getting these first. That's why these things are, are are highly celebrated as they are because we're just getting there first. Now, when we get down to you know, it is it's a more common for black people to be in these roles and be in these places. We're not going to celebrate it as much. It's just going to be a fact, you know. Okay, we do this. We're in this arena now. We in the game. But as long as we're still doing these first, goddamn right, we're going to celebrate it. And it's like. It's like minorities in general. Like, we're just, you know, we we don't have the same head start, you know what I'm saying, as that other demographic. So the fact that we still wind up catching up to get a president or, you know, like, because a lot of people, let's just put this out there. Joe Biden and Madam Vice President are not saviors. They are not who most people voted for in the preliminaries. They are not who most people wanted to be the official candidates. But is it a step in the right direction? Hell yeah. That's why I don't understand people who are like, I can't believe y'all voted for them. Who were we supposed to vote for? (laughs) You see how this country has been. So you mean to tell me you rather have Trump for more? Yeah, but she used to put people in jail. Yeah, she did. I did my research, but guess what? He did too. What is you talking about? Wasn't but that her job? <laughs> but my thing is, I just feel like it is good for little black girls to see a black woman in office at that position. Think about like, look, I got a niece that's uh, going on 10 years old this year. She's getting to witness that. You know what I'm saying? And most people, most people that voted this time were able to see the first president. That was like when they were younger, it was Obama. They saw the first black president. Now they see a woman 
black vice president. So it's like, come on now. I'm not saying it like Biden is the best because we saw them debates and stuff. We all know. But it's either that or Trump. I felt like that was an easy choice. <laughs> I I did not see what was to be contemplated or what was so hard to decide. That's why he swept his ass. But, you know, I I just... <laughs> it's it's so much that I could say, but it's getting late. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to do this some other time, guys. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, and like always, you know, appreciate you for coming on. Uh, my bad, Jay. It shouldn't have probably been this late, but it is what it is. Yeah, um, obviously, y'all don't, don't give a damn about me, so yeah. we know. You'll be, yeah, you'll be all right, bro. You'll be all right. Uh, it's a good take thing your time. I work from home. Yeah, I know. Take your time. It ain't no rush to put it out. Yeah, none. none yeah, this this a this is a lot. This is a whole lot. Uh, I hope people appreciate it. And uh, wherever you're listening to this, you know, if it's SoundCloud, make sure you leave a comment. If it's Spotify, you know what to you know what to do there. I hope. I mean, I, I don't need to say Jay's famous crack catchphrase, but you know how it is. If you're on Apple Podcast, subscribe, rate. You know, you know all this already. Uh, I want to say that before we get into words of advice, and I'm gonna take try to make my words of advice fast. Um, my words of advice are just uh, stop all the capping. Stop all the flexing, man. It's 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 really not worth it. I mean, because at the end of the day, I mean, you're just bringing more heat on yourself and more pressure on yourself that you don't need. So stop the cap and stop the flexing. Nobody really cares. And y'all know that already. So I don't know why it continues. But uh, like I said, I'm going to keep it simple. What you got, Jay? Um, my words of advice are be careful who you say candy man to. Because it ain't all sweet uh, out here like you think it is. Um. All right. <laughs> um. All right. That was that was uh good advice, Jay. <laughs> wow. Is Candyman? That's that movie coming out this year. I hope so. Already. I thought. Didn't it come out last year? Nah. I would. I. I definitely would have seen that. It didn't come out last year. No. I thought I've, I've seen I've seen part of the trailer for it, but yeah, I, I thought the trailer said it was supposed to come out like November, October, something like that. Everything I pushed back. Oh, then that must be what it is. I I thought it came out. Candyman was on Netflix and everything. Like the new one was out. I don't know. Come on, Twitter okay. gonna let you know that came out. That's true. Cause when no one talking about it, so mine is short and sweet. This was actually on my tea. Ah, I just dropped it in there. It was on my um tea that I was drinking when it first came out. So my advice is gonna be say what you mean and mean what you say. Always. Short and sweet. Respect. Always. For sure, for sure. Once again, we appreciate you for coming on. Um, I hope you get a, a good night's sleep. And I, I hope I actually hope that you get up thirty minutes before your alarm so you can actually get adjusted to the day before you clock in. Um, it's gonna be three minutes and because you're up late, I'm gonna actually roll over, clock in at seven fifty seven, and then roll back over and sleep until about eight thirty. The fact that it's the fact that it's seven fifty seven is hilarious. You couldn't be close. I'm gonna sleep about three minutes I mean about thirty minutes and then wake back up. I might even push it to nine because this new time change got me tripping. Hey, it is. Did you did you celebrate national 
did y'all take advantage of National Nap Day? Because like the day after, it's y'all have that chance to like really embrace the nap. What the hell? I didn't know anything about this. I love a nap. Yeah, March fifteenth was National Nap Day. Hell no. Now y'all love to y'all niggas love to blast BJ Day or whatever the hell it is, and ain't nobody said nothing about Nap Day. See, the important taking BJ Day. Yeah, whatever that is. Y'all, y'all be plastering that every day. I ain't seen nothing about a nap. Damn, broke yeah, my yeah. nerves. Damn. But yeah. Hey, Jay, get you a good night's rest, bro. And um, with that being said. First of all, we know we know I don't sleep at night, so <laughs> that's true. But that's another story. I'm no storyteller. But this has been the No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you for listening. But ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?